No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where Jotham reigns in Judah and is a good king. He becomes mighty because he prepares his ways before the Lord. Can we succeed in the same way? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 27 on Simply the Bible. Not much is written about King Jotham of Judah, but what is written about him is a shining testimony among many kings who did not finish well. Jotham was mighty because he ordered his ways before the Lord. This is a simple but powerful way to live. His life serves as a great example during a time of spiritual apostasy. We continue in 2 Chronicles 27. Jotham was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Uzziah had done, although he did not enter the temple of the Lord. But still the people acted corruptly. Now Jotham's father Uzziah had been a very good and popular king. He had reigned for 52 years. But at the end of his life, he decided to go into the temple and present incense, which was forbidden for him to do. That was only for the priests to do. And God struck Uzziah with leprosy. And so he became a leper and was isolated for the rest of his life. Meanwhile, his son Jotham was co-regent, reigning in Judah, until the time of Uzziah's death when Jotham became the king of Judah. Now we're told that he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that Uzziah did. However, he did not enter the temple. And that would mean mostly that he didn't want to follow Uzziah in blowing it by going into the temple uh, without authorization. But it could also mean that he just didn't get near the temple. We don't really know. But certainly he didn't want to follow in the sinful footsteps of his father, and that's commendable. But the people still acted corruptly. Now we know from 2 Kings 15 that Jotham didn't remove the high places where the people still sacrificed and burned incense contrary to the law of God. This pagan worship was accompanied by immoralities, idolatries, and superstitions. The prophet Isaiah writes more about this period of infidelity to the Lord. Jotham was not as strong as Hezekiah and Josiah who would come after him, for they would tear down these high places of paganism and bring spiritual revival to the nation. Verse 3, He built the upper gate of the house of the Lord, and he built extensively on the wall of Ophel. Moreover, he built cities in the mountains of Judah, and in the forests he built fortresses and towers. So there were several building projects that Jotham were a part of. He also fought with the king of the Ammonites and defeated them, and the people of Ammon gave him in that 
year 100 talents of silver, that's 7,500 pounds, 10,000 cores of wheat, which is 50,000 bushels, and 50,000 bushels of barley. The people of Ammon paid this to him in the second and third years also. So, so we see that he was able to conquer the Ammonites who were perennial enemies of Judah and Israel, and they had to pay him tribute. So Jotham became mighty because he prepared his ways before the Lord his God. Now the source of Jotham's strength as a leader was that he prepared his ways before God. And that's just a great example to follow. So how do we prepare our ways before God? Well, first, we must meditate on his word. When Joshua took over the leadership of the people of Israel from Moses, Moses charged Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Does God want you to be successful? Absolutely. Does he want you to prosper? Yes. Although prosperity does not necessarily mean material wealth. Spiritual prosperity is better than material prosperity by far because it benefits you for both life and eternity. Now, in Psalm 1, we read, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Wouldn't you like your life to be fruitful all the way into your later years? Wouldn't you like to prosper in whatever you do? It's really simple. Just meditate on the Word of God day and night and do what it says. Jesus said that anyone who hears his words and does what he says is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock and nothing could destroy it. And this is the big reason why I even do this radio program, Simply the Bible, and why I seek to take you through the Word of God because I want to teach the entire counsel of the Word of God. As the Apostle Paul said, that all Scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for teaching and rebuke and correction and training in righteousness so that the man of God will have all that he needs and be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so that's why we do this. And if you meditate in the Word, if you spend time in it, you will find that it brings spiritual prosperity into your life and you will bear much good fruit. Second, if we would prepare our ways before God, then we must seek the Lord. David wrote in Psalm 27, When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do you spend time seeking the Lord's face? I have the profound awareness that there is no way I can shepherd God's people and handle 
the various challenges of each day unless I spend time seeking the Lord's face and pouring my heart out to him in prayer. Then I wait on him for his guidance and empowerment. But there's no angel that pokes me in the side while I'm in bed and forces me to get up and seek God. I must choose to do that. But I try to get after it the first thing in the morning. That is, after I brew my morning cup of coffee. Now, the Lord spoke through Jeremiah and said, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. What a beautiful promise this is. Isaiah said that the Lord is a God who hides himself. We can't see him because no one can see his face in these bodies and live. But he reveals himself to those who diligently and wholeheartedly seek him. When we seek him and find him, then he gives us perfect peace that surpasses all understanding. And we know that we can rest in his promises. What are the results for the person who prepares his ways before the Lord? Strength, guidance, success, prosperity, peace, and fellowship with God. Now, the big mystery is, why don't more people do this? It seems that there are loads of benefits for something that is relatively simple to do. And that is the great mystery as far as I'm concerned. Most people would rather go their own way than follow God's way. How tragic this is. But when our lives are a mess and we're popping pills just to cope, well, we can't blame God for the outcome because he has made the way of blessing clear to us if we will only follow it. Verse 7. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham and all his wars and his ways, indeed they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. He was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. So Jotham rested with his fathers and they buried him in the city of David. Then Ahaz his son reigned in his place. Jotham was only 41 years old when he died. We wonder what all he could have accomplished had he lived longer, walking with the Lord. Now, not much is written about him, but he was one of only two kings in Judah, of which really nothing negative is written. Jotham prepared his ways before the Lord at a time when very few people were faithful. He is a good example in these days where many are turning away from the pure worship of the Lord to follow the idols of this age. May God help us to prepare our ways before the Lord as Jotham did. We may not be able to keep the people around us from acting corruptly, but at least we can set forth a good example. And hopefully our children and grandchildren will also seek to walk in those ways of prosperity in the Lord. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence. God, we thank you for your word and, and how much life and strength it brings to us. Lord, we thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And we pray, Lord, that just like Joshua, we could meditate upon it day and night so that we might be prosperous and successful in all that we do. And I pray, Lord, for each person listening to this, that your word would be a delight to them. 
Lord, that they would choose to meditate upon it and seek your face and come to know you as Savior, as Lord, as their God and the greatest love of their life. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcasts. If you have questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow, we will see where Ahaz reigns in Judah and is extremely wicked. He leads Judah in the worship of Baal and shuts the doors of the temple. He brings ruin to the nation. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.